Welcome to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. I'm John Sierra Reinecker, and I'm going to be your host on today's episode. Today, we're talking about faith in music with recording artist Canton Jones, recording artist Darlene McCoy, artist manager Marquise Boone, and publicist Vaughn Alvarez. Welcome, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited you guys are here. We're going to get into some things, as Nicki Minaj would say. Is that okay that I say that? All right. Amen. Yes. All right, so let's start at the very beginning. I'd love for each of you guys to give our listeners a quick overview on who you are and your current role in the music industry. So I'm going to start to my right with Pastor Boone, artist well, manager. I get to go first. Um, <laughs> basically, my name is Marquise Boone. Uh, I am an artist manager, a uh, record label owner, whatever you want to call it. Um, got started about nine years ago and uh, been doing this for the life of me and really love it and love to uh, explore new possibilities. And you are also a pastor as well. I am. I'm a pastor <laughs> as well. Been doing that for about 10 years. And so merging the two worlds together, you know, I think a lot of pastors that we know in the industry are either pastors and singers, but we haven't really seen pastors as managers. So it's kind of a unique kind of thing. Yeah. Darlene? I'm Darlene McCoy. Um, I'm actually a nationally syndicated radio host um, of the Nightly Spirit and as well as the Spirit Top 15. Also a recording artist, um, but I own my own imprint label, Araxi Entertainment, and um, and I'm managing two artists under that particular um, label. So, yeah, awesome. That's all I do. <laughs> Vaughn. Hi, I'm Vaughn Alvarez. I am the founder of the Create Agency. Uh, we're a full service uh, publicity and marketing strategic firm. And I've been in the gospel music industry for maybe 15 years, and I've worked with uh, everybody uh, that you name it. <laughs> I've worked with them, and uh, I just love gospel music. I want to see the genre progress forward, and I believe that's my mission to bridge the gap between mainstream and gospel music. Cool. And Canton? My name is Canton Jones. I am a singer, songwriter, producer. Um, I am also a pastor. Um, of a church called Free Life, one of the craziest churches you ever attend. <laughs> it's just wow, uh, we have fun there. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm also um, a, a mentor of students. We go into schools and do Bible studies, and I'm um, uh, through a program called FCA. I'm really passionate about that because um, you know they took prayer out of the schools, but now there's a way to get it back in, mm. and so um, we're. Uh, I feel like it's groundbreaking, especially in the African-American community where we need, you know, so much reinforcement of mentorships, leaderships, um, just all types of people that, to come and be that village support behind these kids. And so um, that's the other thing that I do besides juggling this crazy life <laughs> as an artist. So, But I love it. I love it. Cool. So first question do each of you feel that you are held to a, a different working standard because you are in the gospel inspirational music industry? And anybody can jump hmm. in. <laughs> I feel like um, um, there is a, a different, you know, uh, there, there was a, a running thing that, that people say about, you know, gospel that it's always 10 years behind mainstream. Mm. Uh, I hate that as a competitor. I hate that, you know, um, you know, when I, I used to play sports in, in high school and you just want to compete, you know, uh, and so I don't want to be 10, 10 years behind something or I don't want to say, man, that's great for a gospel. Uh, the show was good for a gospel show. I, I hate 
terminologies like that, but um, when you're viewed as your, you know, gospel is always associated with something dated. Grandmother, uh, grandfather, older people buy into it. This is something that you do after you have fun, and we're we're trying to dispel all of those myths. Um, and so I feel like um, uh, eventually, and it's getting to the point where our standards are equal, but I feel like it's still a little tilted. Right, I, and I totally agree with you on that. And I, I'll piggyback by saying, first of all, um, when we're talking about music as a standard, I think that it should be standard, that all music should be good music, number Absolutely. one. Um, but unfortunately, um, just as, as Canton said, a lot of people don't have much of an expectation for gospel. And and I think that that is one of the things that um, is, is just the biggest lie, I would say, because of the way we're positioned creatively, we are connected to the creator. Mm -hmm. um, and, and unfortunately, we do have a lot of people that are in this, the industry, that run the industry, that are pretty squeamish about coming outside of that particular um, grandma gospel sound. And there is a connotation that is connected with gospel that all other music understands as the grandma sound. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but but the reality is is our standards as gospel artists, writers, and producers, our standards need to come higher and higher and higher. Not to compete, but to to take our place mm -hmm. as the head, not the tail, and above, not beneath. Um, I, I believe that what our music does is it it we have we have the ability to to stretch all genres, but unfortunately, we're run by an industry that doesn't understand that. Yeah, and then you get 18-year-old, uh, 19-year-old, 20-year-olds that feel like they have to sound like they're 60. Correct. And, right. And, and I can't I can't stand that when, you know, when all of your other peers um, are are kids and, and you're not. And then you're you're a kid, but when you're on stage, you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and as soon as you leave, you, you, you turn back into the kid again. Yeah. And um, And I was like, come on, man. You fair. can't talk yeah. that old. Like I, I can't. I can't. Not that I can't stand it. I, I just feel like, man, you, you're 25, bro. You right. sound like you're 80. Like you, you, you using the diction of of you, you just about yeah. a slave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when people Wait. start talking, yeah. I mean, and I was close. I didn't call him one. I just said you, 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 one generation removed. <laughs> when you feel like you got to put on this thing, yeah, this facade to get people to mm -hmm. accept you. And I think that comes from the culture of church and how they're raised and what we see and what we mm -hmm. project into the congregation, um, our meetings, mm -hmm. our interactions. And so when you ask the question, are we held at a higher standard? I believe that, yeah, it's a false standard or a false expectation. At the end of the day, whether I'm a pop artist or a gospel artist or a hip-hop artist, I'm a human being. Right. And being a human being, I have perplexities, I have propensities, I have realities, and I should not be treated unfairly because I chose to sing the gospel, which is the good news. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect. That means that I am still trying to discover and, and learn my way through these complexities as well. And I believe that if we can come to that place, and it has to start within the church and within our culture, that we can come to a place and say, okay, you know what? I'm not expecting you to be perfect. Um, and it's okay for me to share my imperfection with people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where we got to get back to. You know, Jesus dealt with people who were not perfect. 
music all the time. All the time. And that did not scare him away from them. It actually drew him closer to them. Mm-hmm. And I think if we learn how to embrace people's imperfections mm-hmm. and draw closer to them, like in, in secular, somebody mess up, people go buy their music. In yeah. gospel, right. somebody mess up, people be like, oh, don't listen to that. They're not. But here's my question. When did people lose the anointing? When they fell or when you fe- found out? Hmm. Good and I think that's what our issue is. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. When okay. they fell or when oh, you when found you out. Right. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. well, that's, that's it. Bible, though. It is. Yeah. That, that, that's Bible. Um, even even when, you know, when Adam ate the fruit, Bingo. Uh, God still came to him. Mm-hmm. He was still in the presence mm-hmm. of God. Not until he decided that he wasn't going to change. Yeah. Did he, he get, get kicked out? Yep. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's 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 real good. Yeah, when man. It, that, that's awesome. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> think about it, man. Like, you know, we have people who, you know, we're talking specifically in music with singers mm-hmm. or whatever, that, you know, we go to their concerts, we love their anointing, we, we buy their music. But let's just say, you know, they fell in 2000, but we didn't find out about it on the blog until 2007. And then all of a sudden when we find out, oh, I can't listen to that no more. Right. I, can't, mm-hmm. I can't follow their ministry no more, whatever. But you have been listening to them and receiving from them for those seven years that you didn't even know wow. right. what they had did. Yeah. Well, I think there's a different standard for men and women. Uh, oh, gospel yeah. music is, we're a lot harder, I think, on women than we are with men. Mm. We allow men to say whatever they want, to sleep with whoever they want, and we still buy their records. You know, we know the pastors that have publicly had their nudes leak, but we still buy their music. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to women... <laughs> Like, no, it's true. Nudes leak. 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 But, but when it comes to women, we throw them away. We threw Kimberell away. We didn't. Wow. We, nobody extended her any grace, wow. any mercy, mm. any mercy. But uh, I'm not going to say other names. But um, we don't throw men away. Wow. Well, I mean, but the thing of it is, is if, if we were to talk about just that and this as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, we, we speak grace, but we don't have it. Right. We wow. speak mercy, right. but we, we don't, don't have extend. it. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem that even our society, mm-hmm. of course, trickle down in the music industry is facing. We, yeah. we speak a lot. We know a lot. We talk a lot. Mm-hmm. But we are mm-hmm. not a lot when yeah. it comes right. to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And I, I think the, the, the power, um, when you start getting into... And I don't want to get too deep, but mm-hmm. into real true signs and wonders, is is that you you you're starting to love people on a Jesus level. Exactly. Yes. Um, and, and when you start hearing the true passion of of people, like you're loving and you're yeah. forgiving, right. and, yeah. and you're going through the process of saying, you know what, bro, I was mm-hmm. I was there. They yeah. just didn't find, they didn't catch me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you start to have passion for people. Then you start to hear it in the music. Yep. Um, right. One thing about the the male female disparage the the I guess that I want to. I don't know if this is one of your questions, but I did read the questions, but uh, I, don't, I, don't remember, um, I don't remember. But when you talk about male and female, I feel like the male the sound of this generation mm-hmm. leans towards hip hop and church still won't embrace won't it. Won't embrace it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and people like, yeah, we bring, uh, you know, hip hop in, you know, for our youth or right. for our. Or once a year, or something mm-hmm. like that, and I, and I feel like, well, if you feel like um, you need hip hop for this event, don't you feel like you you should need hip hop to All keep the them? If you right. gonna, if you're gonna use them to catch right. them, right. don't you think you're gonna need it to keep them? Absolutely, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think um, 
uh, just as an industry as a whole, I've been fighting that fight for a long time yeah. Yeah. to say the African-American male, you know, as a whole likes hip hop right now. Right. And and we don't use that. So the so the the sound is leans more to women actually. Right. Yeah. You know, um mm-hmm. male talker, female singers, you know, and, and that's that's kind of the sound of gospel. Mm-hmm. And so um so I, I I've been kind of fighting that fight and I felt like, you know, when you, when it gets to uh like you said, the standard of, you know, gospel and mainstream that if we don't take us serious, True. why should they? True. Right. You know, That's man, right. you can't even get your church people to support your music. Why mm-hmm. should I? Why right. Should I? Yeah. You know, and so um, that, that that's kind of. Do you think that it's been? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Go, go I want to because this go is about to go off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I have some other questions. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I, that's why I brought it back to you. Because I know all of what we're discussing is going to come up again, and I really want to get into it, you know, a little bit uh, down the line in this interview. So I want to just pause there for a second. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to speak to you, Canton, and you, Marquise, because uh, I. Obviously, you guys are both pastors. Mm-hmm. So how has your career in the music industry, has it posed any challenges to your duties as a pastor? Um, I was a musician first. You was a, you was a pastor first. I was a pastor first. first. And so uh, let me speak from being a musician first. I think um, the transition of being um, m- less mobile, because um, um, being a musician, you're more mobile. Um, you know, your flight here, flight there. Um, you know, at the same time when I started the church, I, my kids are growing up at the same time, mm-hmm. so I'm a little less mobile, and so you have to learn how to manage being home more and doing, you know, the church and being still keeping your creativity because your creativity doesn't stop just because you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, I have wild ideas as a pastor. You know, <laughs> preach a message. You know. I don't know, you know, I guess I don't want to do this yet. I seen a pastor do it, being lowered down <laughs> from the roof. You saw that? Yeah. You know, I just don't want that string to pop. But, but, <laughs> but I have just creative ideas, and I think as a pastor, um, I always question, man, can can I come outside the box? Right. You know, will will I be stoned? And, right. and, and there was there was – People, my mom and dad, I respected so much, and I always would ask them, you know, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about that? You know, and now that mom and dad is gone, um, you know, you know, God has given me the liberty to say, man, be bold and step out on the ideas that I've given you. And so the transition has been tough when you are used to creating all the time and now you got to think about the church you got to think about your messages right. you got to think about how to feed your people right. um you know and so and then right now on a budget we don't you know we're a small church we don't have praise and worship leaders so guess what I'm that dude, you know. You become that face. You know what I'm saying? I'm the praise and worship leader. I'm the janitor, you know, and and everything until we get it to the point where we can bring other people along. So I feel like um, it's very, 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 very different. It takes discipline. Absolutely. Um, You got to really, really listen to God and follow his plan because uh, it's not a cookie-cutter thing. When you Mm. think pastoring is, man, all he's doing is, you know, such and such and such and such, and they get up there and talk about offering it. Yeah, but they, no, that's what they think, though. Yeah. No, no. Once you yeah. get in that seat, yeah. I have such a uh, passion for pastors and such grace for pastors being a pastor. Saying, man, we, we deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. And I and I only have three, 400 people. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got 2,000, you right, know, or more right. than that. And, and so I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. You know, and so, but the transition for me has been very, very challenging, but yeah. God has helped me. So for me, um, I would say my challenges that have arise um, from being in the industry and pastoring is knowing how to discern and decipher between who's there for the ministry mm. versus who's there for a break. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. And so ah. I attract I a lot of people who, who say God sent them to my church to go. serve, but they're really looking for an opportunity to be heard. Yeah. Mm. So go. they want to be wow. signed. They want to be put on. They oh, want to be yeah. on a praise team. Wow. They want to do this. They want to do that. And, you know, they're sliding you demos or they're sliding you their album or, you know, their on your Instagram, liking everything, trying to... <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> that's so funny. That's a challenge for me because at the same time, I want to still be their pastor mm-hmm. and I don't want to feel like, okay, if I don't give them some attention or if I don't talk to them about their music or if I don't review it, they're going to leave because at the end of the day, they're still a soul to me. Yeah, right. And so how to navigate between industry because industry-wise... Me being a manager or an executive, I'm just like, yeah, I don't like it. That don't sound good. I'm not gonna sign yeah. you. But then it's like, but you approach me as your as your pastor. So it's like, okay, you, you know, how yeah. hard can I be? How direct? You know, so I try to be sensitive. So that's one of my major challenges. I have people who have literally moved from Florida or California mm-hmm. and said God sent them to fresh start and they come there, then I find out that, you know, oh, they these this artist or they're this person who wants to be put on right. and then you feel like oh I just been bamboozled you know yeah. so that's a challenge for me man I always I have a rule and it's just that uh, people with bad intentions can't wait they don't have patience, wow. they don't have patience. that's great uh, that's you, great you, just, you, just, you know it's like okay if you're here okay cool let's see how long you stay you know, yeah, before so you get your opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and then you'll so, see that. As soon as you yeah. don't give them a platform, yeah, they're then they're gone. Or some they people ghost. will stay in, you know, three years, two years, whatever yeah. God say. Because yeah. I'm waiting on that God voice. Absolutely. Sometimes God will say, uh, you know, that's him or that's her. Yeah. And she or he, they don't want to step up. Wanna, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. all the way in the back and you have the voice. <laughs> <Right>. You know? <laughs> Girl. Yeah, I had somebody who said, literally, you know, I said, hey, won't you start here? You get on the choir, blah, blah, blah. And they was like, uh, do I really have to get on the choir? Because I'm really a praise team. I have a praise team voice, not a choir voice. Oh, so. oh wow. Yeah, like, you know, like really? stuff like that. Okay, yeah. really? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, no, yeah, you, yeah, you wait. You, you just, you know, we, we're going to come back to you. you know, that's, it, that's, <laughs> really that's all, you know, because people Facts. with bad intentions yeah. can't wait. That is a good you point. Know, so and, petty, I'd be like, hi, praise team voice. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> let, me, let me hear that praise team voice. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, nothing, you know, another thing that gets me is when you're meeting these, you know, up and coming artists or these new voices, they always say the same thing. Like, there's nobody out there that sounds like me. Like, yeah. I'm telling mm. you, you haven't heard nothing like this. And I'm like, I ain't heard that from 18 different people. Yeah. Right. Wow. You know, like, no individual. Like, it's like... <laughs> You you just ain't been in, been nowhere. That's, exactly. that's basically what it is. So, exactly. Yeah. But I th- I think too, um, like the transitioning of, of of like you said was real key. They, it's still a soul. You still got to minister to them. You can't destroy them. Um, yeah. my, I'm a, I'm one that like to tell jokes a lot, yeah. and and I'm a Jonah. You know I, yeah. I do. I, I'm, I'm stupid. <laughs> that's why his last name Jones. I used to have a, used to have a, a show with Darlene. So. so I'm just a silly. I just keep mine. She's wild, wild. Wow. But, I'm, but, but I'm just a silly, so I keep... So my, my wife tells me, uh, you can't join your members because 
you know, if you call her, you know, if you say she got a big head or whatever, <laughs> and then you're trying to minister to her, and then she get to a point where she's really down, and she's like, my pastor think I got a big head. <laughs> well, well, you know, and so I have to really be careful about what Absolutely. I say, even on, on people's music, of course. Uh, on people, everything. You everything. know, mm. you, you yeah. just can't lash out and True. be, you know how when you sit before a panel, mm-hmm. and I know you know this, okay. where people can just rip you apart. apart. Mm. First of all, your outfit and, and all that right. type of stuff. Right. You, can't, you can't do that as a pastor. Yeah. 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 You know? So now, Ken, Ken, I want to focus on you for a second um, and talk about your artistry, because you definitely have pushed the envelope with your sound as a hip-hop artist. How do you balance keeping your music trendy with your faith? Um, I, 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 I love mainstream. I'm going to just keep it real. Um, I love the mainstream sound. Um, and that's what's appealing to me. That's where I came from. Not, not necessarily come from the streets. I was born and raised in the church. But I was always attracted to all types of music. Mm-hmm. I grew up quartet, you know, <laughs> singing uh, bow, tie, uh, bow ties, cummerbund, shiny suits, jerry curls, <laughs> you know. I, and uh, I, I went to Morehouse and sang in the Morehouse College Glee Club, so I have a choral background, um, studied music for a little bit, and uh, sang, grew up singing in the choir. So uh, my music is all over the place. And so I always just want to push the envelope. What if we did this? What if we did this? And what if we did that? And be creative. Um, and and I, I love creativity. I never wanted to make songs to just for people. I wanted to make songs to, that I like because I was like, you know, if I, I want to make something that I like first. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. hate and cringe on a song that I hate, but you love it. And I got to keep singing this yeah. song. I hate it. You love it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't want uh, to do this for money and just, uh, just. So I, I, I just started, you know, keep my ear to the streets, what's hot, and see if I can flip it for the kingdom or come up with my own little, little styles. A lot of stuff I write from real life experience, though. Um, one of my more popular songs is called I'm Gonna Stay Saved. Um, and I wrote that from a, from an experience that I had at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now, the verse that I put on the gospel record wasn't what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> because if I told you what really happened, it wouldn't have been a gospel record. Right. It would have been a mainstream record. <laughs> because, of, you know, but... But I, I was like, well, let me take this and, and try to tell people how I'm trying to keep my temper, you know, in my in my music. And I feel like sometimes people want to hold you to what I call a Jesus quota, you know, um, to say, you know, man, that's not gospel. Where's the word Jesus? Or mm-hmm. that's not gospel. Uh, where's the Holy Spirit being mm-hmm. said in there? Well, if I, if I say it has four wheels, you know, and, and, and you can drive it, you know, I don't necessarily have to tell you that it's a car, but I just explain what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the creativity of it. Uh, and so I always just wanted to be creative. I also want to talk about stuff that people don't talk about. I, I make mm-hmm. song for women. I always put a song about a woman on my records, you know. Uh, the prettiest thing I've ever seen is the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost You know what I'm saying? Pretty Girls Pray, <laughs> all of that type of stuff to just say um, that, I, you know, as an R&B artist, we exploit women, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I want to fight fire with fire, especially since I have a 14-year-old mm. girl. <laughs> I don't want to say 
why that number 14 is so key right now <laughs> in our society. But I have a 14 year old, so it, it is very important that um, she has music that make her feel good about herself. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 so, um, and, and so I don't want to always cry in the presence of God because um, I feel like the success of a gospel show is that we cry. Mm. You know, and I, I don't, I was like, can we make it through without crying? Like, mm-hmm. what if a, what if a person don't want to cry? Well, mm-hmm. but he I caught it. I caught it. But I caught it. But what if, what if, what, what if a man don't want to cry? Uh, was that better? Yeah, All right. And so y'all laughing, but y'all looking at my wife out there. Um, Cause I know I came close. Um, and so start making music for a different type of man yeah. and a different type of, and so that process, I have a person in mind. Okay. This is for a, a depressed person. Okay. This is for a person that just got out of jail and needs something to ride to. This person, uh, this guy just need to feel good about himself. Something to just, you know, this person that's working out, this workout music, you know, and, and, and I have a person in mind that, that it's geared towards, you know, and and most of the times it's not church. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Got it. Yeah. So Darlene, I want to shift gears and and transition over to you mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about your journey in music. So as both a woman and gospel artist, have you ever found it difficult to navigate the music business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, all of the hierarchy decisions come from men, and I I just don't I don't feel like um, you know contextually we could be in some circumstances that a man ain't going to understand. Yeah. You see, you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, and some there are some major decisions being made that may be everything t- to a woman, but nothing to a man. Yeah. And and uh, what I mean by that is, um, you know, you, you, you have decisions on um, what you should look like, what, what you should wear and whatnot, and what kind of music you should put out. You know, I actually have a very R&B sound. I have a very raspy voice. Mm-hmm. And some people say that sounds great, but then there are some people that may be in a position to say, you sound too sexy. Mm. Well, how did I sound sexy? And I just sound like me. You understand what I mean? So um, th- it just depends on how people view you. So it is. It is. It has not been a very. It's not been easy. But you know, I I feel like when you are working in partnership with the right men, then it's easier. Yeah. And um, and this is where you have to build relationships with people. Um, and gratefully, I do have a lot of men who have who have actually ushered me in the industry, such as your Dallas Austin and um, Fred Jerkins and and yeah. whatnot. Um, they school me, they teach mm-hmm. me and guide me and open, you know, certain situations for me. Um, and then we, you, you have sometimes I, I find myself having to have people speak for me on behalf of me because I don't I don't believe that they hear me mm-hmm. when I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's very ironic that they don't hear me in some situations, but they listen to me on the radio. But sometimes you feel classified a certain way yeah. just because that's the way they see you. Yeah. But just because you see me that way, it doesn't mean that's the way I am, mm. you know? So I, I really feel like the respect of certain artists, you have certain artists that are women who, um, who are a little rough around the edges. You see what I mean? But then they, they kind of classify this particular artist as somebody, Oh, she, you know, she's struggling. She, 
this or she's that, but you don't really see that she has she's a minister. She mm-hmm. is an anointed person. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of that. But it doesn't come only from men, it comes from women too. But when it comes to major decisions, there are people that there, there are more men than women. So yeah. Do it's, you it's do you feel hard. like you cause your music So can you just gonna take over my job oh, right now? <laughs> So do you feel like because I um like your your music is amazing it has always been amazing I was like Thank girl you. the Lord said you know all <laughs> the time always uh, so, <laughs> um but do you feel like you have to make a a churchier song to be heard you know what I have been challenged with that several times but I just refuse not to be who I am mm-hmm. I, I really believe that God gave me a purpose mm-hmm. to stay in my lane. Yeah. And and I have been I've never made a church of your song to fit in with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that also rump, ruffles the feathers of the yeah. ones above because I won't change for anyone. Um, um, I won't I won't go to church on them unless I'm in church and I'm not the one singing. I mean, I go to church, you know <laughs> what I mean? But if you got Darlene McCoy singing, mm-hmm. I got to give you what I present. Right. And um, and unfortunately, that's not something that's always been accepted in church. Um, I've actually had people book me because of my name, but then see a picture of me with my red hair and say, we can't have her here. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Your hair, yeah. we can't, you're too much. Yeah. Wow. And um, so I've, I've, I've faced several of those challenges and, and that, you know, some people would be offended by that, mm-hmm. but I'm actually affirmed by it mm-hmm. because I understand who I am and where I don't need to be. That's good. So I don't try to break down doors on where I, where people think I ought to go. Because I feel like God has ordered my steps. And actually, you know, what you kind of were just talking about, it it triggered me to want to shift gears to Vaughn as a publicist and kind of talk about images Mm -hmm. for gospel clients. Have you yourself faced any challenges in that specific area? Uh, Yes, I have definitely faced those challenges. I've worked with a lot of women that um, have dreadlocks. And one of the artists said to me, (laughs) and actually... Almost had to say sorry for this because as I grow as a person, as a, per, a publicist, I realized that it's okay to be who you are. Right. I remember I made the mistake of telling a client one time that, and some people may believe this is not a mistake. I said, "Well, I, I think you need to have you know straight hair. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people are going to receive you with with dreadlocks." Mm-hmm. And wow. it's not, I told her she wasn't commercial enough. Mm-hmm. And while some people may believe that, you know, some people might think it's true. Some mm-hmm. people may think it's not true. So yes, I, I get that a lot. I have to, as a publicist, uh, shift and help people with their image, you know, uh, uh, more so with women more than men mm-hmm. um, because like Canton has said earlier, a lot of times men in this industry, they're kind of sounding older than they are so then they're wearing suits and, you know, that's yeah. always accepted, but uh, more so with women. Got it. Mm-hmm. So another question for you, Vaughn. I'm sure you've had to manage like PR crises. So how do you handle those type of situations for your clients? Well, every crisis is different. So I always tell people, you know, as a publicist, you want to establish a level of trust with your client. Um, the first thing is trust. You have to be able to trust me to tell me the truth. I can't help you if you don't tell me the truth. Um, so that's the first step. The second step is when you're in a crisis, just establish what's, go- what's wrong, what happened. Mm-hmm. 
establish a line of communication. Who should be called first? Mm-hmm. Is it the police? Is it your manager? Is it your publicist? Is it your family? Is it your, your church, your pastor? Establish a clear line of communication. Once that line of communication is established, jump on the line. Let's figure this thing out. Do we need to tell the truth? Do we need to make something up? Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can make something up real quick. <laughs> but um, I, I would say generally I have found that sometimes uh, when you establish those lines of communication, you're able to jump ahead of things. And sometimes telling the truth is, is the best thing. And sometimes that you, you have to just find a way to navigate out of it. Got it. That's perfect. So shifting gears to you, Marquise, now you are an artist manager. So my question for you is, to date, what has been your most difficult experience being an artist manager, and how did you overcome those experiences or experience? Well, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, I think just to jump at it and take a stab at it, I would probably say dealing with the 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 various different personalities, each artist is different in their own unique way. So knowing that you can't, deal with one the same way you deal with the other one and then not take everything personal um for me I took a lot of things personal starting out and with artists and I think that kind of made me go in the wrong direction and so I made emotional decisions based on temporary situations Mm -hmm. and I had to learn how to take my feelings out of the equation and always remember that this has nothing to do with you personally. This is, has something to do with the collective picture. So right. I navigate through a lot of these difficulties by removing my feelings or my emotions out of it. Um, because being a manager, man, you're always going to be blamed for everything. You're going to be blamed that the show started late. You're going to be blamed that they didn't have certain things there. You're going to be blamed for if the track was messed up. You're going to be blamed. I mean, so many different things. So having those shoulders and that skin to say, okay, blame me, I'll take it, and then try to rectify it, and then take your emotions out of it and your feelings out of it. Um, I think if you can't take your feelings out of it, then this is not an area for you because you're dealing with people and you're dealing with personalities. And then for me, majority of the artists that I have managed were always females. So that's another layer of, you know, Mm -hmm. things that you have to navigate through. So at times you got to be a manager, but then you got to be a counselor, then you got to be a... A friend, a lawyer, you know, and then someone wants you to be a boo. So it's like, you know, having to navigate through all of that. Like, I'll keep it real, sir. Wow. You know, but that's really difficult because <laughs> that's difficult because this is gospel music. Facts. You know, and when you're serving the Lord is what we're supposed to ultimately be doing. Mm-hmm. You become like a family. So it can be very hard to, you know, establish clear cut boundaries yeah. with people. And I'm glad you said it. Like, and that's the hardest part is fostering this family vibe. And then when a person don't want to be in the family anymore, right. how do you navigate through that? Wow. Yeah. So. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I want That's hard, oh. man. That's <laughs> hardcore, man. Well, I, I just wanted to ask, because he said during crisis, you know, we, if we have to make it up. Make it up. So you're saying, like, there's some stories out there about gospel artists. That y'all made up. I won't say. I would love. Yeah, you don't have to say. But yes. But I, I would have to. I would love. I have personally. <laughs> you don't have to turn the mics off, please. Yes, I have personally oh. had to help navigate some of your dear friends through a couple of <laughs> 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 Oh, come on, navigator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Olivia Pope of gospel. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you need a publicist, (laughs) Don Alvarez. 
Jesse Carvalho. You're going to have to cut that out. All right. But you know, just to wrap that little end up, that goes back to your first question about holding to a different standard. Yeah. You know, I think if we all just remember that this is gospel music, we're here to be of service to people. Mm. Why would you not want to hold yourself to a higher standard of integrity? Awesome. Why would you not want to serve in excellence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that first, you won't find yourself in a crisis. Yeah. yeah. But what flip side though? What if they make true mistakes? Yeah, people do make mistakes. And I think mm-hmm. I think I think the other thing that you said was sometimes you just gotta tell the truth. But you know what I find mm-hmm. the most mistakes are made when people are masking who they are. So if you remain Thanks. true that's to yourself, then there's no reason Ooh, to ever that's get in trouble. Come on, he about to open up. We got a third pass. Navigate, navigate, navigate. So I want to shift it back to you, Darlene, because I know that you're also a radio host on the Nightly Spirit mm-hmm. through Reach Media, correct? Mm-hmm. So can you share any tips on how a gospel inspirational artist can best gain radio airplay? Yes, I sure can. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Find yourself a radio promoter and make an investment into your ministry because um, gone are the days about 25 years ago of calling the radio station and making requests. Mm -hmm. There's so many artists that are out here. And unfortunately, I feel like we have more gospel artists that are unheard than any genre because we have so many people that are gifted and so many people. um, So we have to have a layer that will can navigate who can get on the radio. And basically there are rules and regulations that um, radio promoters understand. Mm-hmm. And they, they know, they know the people in the industry, they know where to send your music, and you know they know how to read the charts to know when to do what. You have to hire a radio promoter. I can't tell you how many times in one day and one day mm-hmm. that I am being sent music, please <laughs> listen to my music. You, I don't want you to play it on the radio. I just want you to listen to it. What do you want me to listen to it for? <laughs> if I like it, I can fall in love with it. I can want to play it all day, but I can't because I have rules right. and regulations um, when it comes to music. So that's the number one thing. Get a radio promoter. And where do you find those? Call a label and ask them, who is your radio promoter? Or call a radio station and say, can right. you tell me the top radio promoters that are promoting artists? That's good. Darling. Call That's your next, good. call your radio station and ask that question and then find out how to reach those people. You have to do your homework. Well, be ready to write a check. And yeah. write a check. <laughs> can I ask a radio question? Yes. Yes. So, Darlene, as a publicist, I service you almost every day with music yes. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that sometimes Darlene responds to some of my emails and sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. So I'm curious, why do you respond to some uh, radio or s- music that I send? Is it the artist's name? Is it the way I formatted the email? Can you give us tips on yes, how I can to, give you tips. H- what would make someone, what would make Darlene McCoy respond to somebody? Well, here's the thing. I don't respond to anybody's. If I responded to yours, mm-hmm. that's because it's you. Okay. <laughs> but that goes through a channel with Dwight Stone. Mm-hmm who is my executive producer, there is a protocol that we have to go through to make a decision on who can be interviewed on the show. And the protocol, those rules are getting even tighter to the point that they're they're looking to us to be more creative, um, taking more interviews away and making us as talent become more creative. I don't get it. There are some things that Dwight Stone knows about who can come on my show that I don't know. Um, but if I respond, it's like 
okay, but Vaughn has sent me this so I can come back to Dwight and give a second, mm-hmm. you know, but but uh, like, a, like a second look at whoever, whoever it is. So the first look is going to come from him, and he is swamped. Will you read a full pitch in, in, in angles, or are you kind of just give me give it to me in the first three sentences? Because um, I could think something is great. I didn't told you this person knows Michelle Obama. And give it to th- me in the first three sentences. Wow, mm. that's good for new yeah. artists, Chancier. Yeah. Give it because all of that information. Un- unfortunately, we are not in an age where everybody oh, even has time, yeah. mm-hmm. and we won't remember it. You know, it's just like okay, okay, all of the information you want to save it for when your artist. Is, is in for the interview. Make sure you're there on time so that you can prep your the talent that's doing an interview with them, and uh, or make sure that that the, you know whoever has set up the interview has that information. Right. But to get their attention, I would tell you this: three sentences. Who is it? What do they, what do they want to talk about? What time can they come? Mm. That's all we need to know. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah, shock okay. factor. Yeah, because yeah. everybody like, bow, wants, bow, bow. everybody wants to talk to a person that fell off a building and survived. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh yeah, yeah. Bring him in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want something different, you know. Yeah. And, and I think even in gospel, um, you know, we know you're doing it for God. Yeah. Give me, give me something else, and so, um, you know, back yeah. to you. No, Chancier. y'all doing your no, thing. No, no. <laughs> okay, so this is for everyone. What are some common misconceptions about forging a career in gospel inspirational music which you each would like to address and dispel? I can get started. Loaded? Man, that's, 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 that's another loaded question. Oh, right. It's very interesting. Last week, I did a study on Negro spirituals. Negro spirituals, mm. it's like the beginning of gospel music. But what Negro spirituals did is... Negro spirituals inspired slaves. But let's look at the culture of of slavery and their mindset and their vision at that time. They were looking to die at the hand of their masters and go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And this is why swing low, sweet chariot, Mm -hmm. coming for to carry me home. That's all they look forward to. And that was actually the birthplace of inspirational and gospel music. But now as our cultures have shifted and we have changed, unfortunately, we haven't broken, we haven't broken free mm-hmm. to, to evolve with our messages that inspire us. And what I mean by that is we, we come out with these sad, I'm about to die, I need you, I can't breathe, I'm about to chase you to Jesus songs. But we haven't found a place of power in our lyrical content that says, okay, um, he's the God of angel armies. I know I'm I'm, I'm the head, not the tail. You know what I'm saying? So I think the misconception is, is happening in gospel music that we are people that are broken. We're yeah. struggling all the time. Mm-hmm. We always need to be encouraged because we're having such a hard time in life. Yeah. And I hope that we can elevate ourselves to where we really are and just start speaking about the power that we walk in, the authority that we walk in. I have no words. You know, I, I hear gospel music on the hip-hop station by Lil Weezy, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne. 
Mm-hmm. I ain't got no worries. Yeah. I ain't got no worries. Yeah. That's gospel to me. Or, or I'm living my best life. I'm living yeah, my best yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. That stuff is gospel to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because perhaps they've tapped into something right. about themselves where their confidence level is up and they maybe I can't say they haven't connected with God for God to tell them maybe you good. You're gonna be yeah. all right. And and when it comes to gospel music. I don't know why it is, but we go there first. I hear, I've heard it in meetings over and over and over again. Give you got to get them to cry. Cries. Yep. Yeah. You got to get up the emotions. If they cry, they I'm buy. not a slave. Right. If I wake up and empower myself every yeah. single day with my with the word of God, with the way that I worship, and with if I come out with all this energy, then yeah. I should be heaven giving you all this energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my yeah. music. Yeah. So um, that's, that's one of the things. I, I felt like it was really interesting. That, that we are still there. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning. It kind of makes us go fall way back. Right. But um, but when we get a clue of what real life can mm-hmm. do, like living my best life, mm-hmm. these things, these messages can do in our music, I think that's when we'll start to expand yeah. and become more appealing. And I will add to just uh, some points for people who are listening. One, you don't have to have a label in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that time and that stage of the industry is kind of almost over. Um, two, I will also say, you know, just because you have an amazing voice doesn't mean you'll be an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that can sing, you know, circles around some of the artists that are known, but they probably will never be that artist. Mm-hmm. Um, three, I would say music doesn't sell music. Stories sell music. So mm-hmm. finding out what your story is and what's going to make a great impact, you know, in becoming an artist or being in the gospel uh, arena. Uh, and then the last thing I would probably say is just because you're good, you need more than just good. You need resources. You need someone behind you. You need a team of people mm-hmm. that's willing to push you. Um, and I think once a person recognizes all of these things, then they could enter into this arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> One of the biggest misconceptions that I, I always try to prove in my music and career um, is God is fun. Um, music is fun. I'm having a good time. Uh, I'm not. Every, I mean, of course, every day ain't. You know, every day is not 100% great, mm-hmm. but every day is not 100% bad either. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a great life. I mean, and and and. We don't show it a lot in gospel music that that we do ball, that we do have fun, mm-hmm. that 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 Marquise did drive up in a Range Rover. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that we that we that we get in it. You know what I'm saying? And I think um, just because it's not around our neck and wrist, and I like a lot of times people feel like uh, you know the the the. the Powers that be used to tell me there's no there's no money in gospel music, so right. I hope you're doing this for the service part of mm-hmm. it, you know, because you really love God. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, when when people buy the CDs, where the money go? Because <laughs> <laughs> they buying them. Where right. the, where, where's right. the money going? Right. So, right. so you you saying that I gotta love God and you get my money? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I started learning. That's that slave oh, mentality. That's, that's yeah. the slave no, mentality. Yes. And, and then I started doing the numbers. Like, wait, wait, wait. It's more churches than clubs. 
Facts. You know, it's, 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 it's more opportunities on the side of the kingdom mm-hmm. than there are, but we haven't moved to the place of accepting something else besides slave music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I should be able to cry with, mm-hmm. with God, but I should mm-hmm. also be able to celebrate. Right. What, yeah. so, so what the world's mentality is, or really most of our members, is that when I party, I'm going out. <laughs> because when we I'm can't de- party... Inside. inside, yeah, there you go. Inside, <laughs> but we still want to party. We party. Still, out. That's a part. You, yeah. you, you, you celebrate. You, you yeah. want to celebrate. Yeah. So, so there's no place to celebrate here. You know, pastor preaching, choir. You know, there's no place to dance. There's no place to do. Mm-hmm. You know, to celebrate and exert that energy. So I go out to celebrate. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you know, because there, there's no safe place for me to feel like I'm not going to be judged mm-hmm. for having a good time. Mm-hmm. And so, church people mm-hmm. party. With the world, let me just right. say that again, so you know, so you don't <laughs> All right, so the church people party with the world because that party part is out there. Now it's all the same thing as uh, you taking your kids to Chuck E. Cheese. There's no Chuck E. Church. You know what I'm saying? So, so they party with the world. So I just want to let you know that a kid doesn't grow up and then the celebrate the, the, the part to party and celebrate goes away. Yeah. So we still want to have fun. So God That's is so fun. Good, and so, uh, and, 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 and after that, all of the emotions that you go through, whether you're depressed, whether you're happy, whether you're sexy, whether you're everything, you're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to express with God. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we don't do. You get one emotion and one emotion only. Cry. You come here to cry. <laughs> and that's true. And that's, that's and not it ain't annoying if you ain't If you ain't crying. If you, ain't cry, if, if you <laughs> don't bring me to tears, uh, uh, then you're not anointed. Right. If you, but but that's not what you mean. You can make me smile. You can be very creative. We can be like, ooh, that was mm-hmm. great how you put together. There's more yeah. ways to express anointing Mm-hmm. Besides just crying, mm-hmm. and so and, and that's one of the things I was like, man, I ain't crying no more. Forget that, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm one that if you move me, I'm gonna cry. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I, I'm a man that I'm not afraid to cry. Mm-hmm. But but everything like, don't have to be emotional. You got a man, okay? Here yeah. we go. Right. So so and so is up. Here we go. Yeah. And and then if, if you get one of them old school, they not gonna sit down until Till you, you cry. cry. Until. Oh, you gonna cry? I'm going to hold this note. (laughs) (laughs) But I love what Darlene said earlier because it it taps on what it is and it's the fact that it's conditioned in the music from slavery. It's conditioned. But I think that, you know, each of you are playing a role into pushing that. Yeah, like pushing it. Not I don't want to say forward, but like changing the narrative. Yes. can I say something to that yeah. in particular? I think what we as ministers of gospel music have to understand and maybe come on the same page about is this. When when Christ said that the body of Christ has many members, mm-hmm. if we look at our music with that same principle and understand that gospel music is a platform with many genres, right. we won't be pigeonholed into being a genre. Mm-hmm. Right? You understand? Right. Like It's yeah. like this is the only place that we can express our ourselves and with with God, with gospel, with Ooh, inspiration. You said some huge dances. You know what I'm saying? It's wow. like this is the only place that we can all be authentically who we are and expressing our love for God. Yeah. But why do we have to pigeonhole it and make it a genre? Make it a, so let me that, ask. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's you know I was just having this conversation with one of my artists, Kalante, and I said you have to look at because his his thing was. I, well, I don't like that because they are singing about this. They need to be singing about that. I'm like, well, no. And when you look at 
the Bible, every author in the Bible wrote about something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at gospel or or these artists as a book in the Bible. When yeah. I look at a Jonathan McReynolds, I, I think about like, you know, Songs of Solomon. He's right. singing about relationships yeah. and he's singing yes. about this and life or whatever. I said, but then when I look at like a Miranda, I think about revelations. Like, okay, mm-hmm. holy, 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 we yeah. going in. Yeah. Right. Like, every person represents a book from that Bible mm-hmm. right. and you have to embrace it. Like you just don't say, oh, I only read Matthew. No, you read the entire thing right. mm-hmm. so that you can get a full understanding of what it looks like and that's the same within these artists she right. represents one part he represents one part mm-hmm. and collectively it tells a story yeah. and I have to embrace each artist and their authentic self yes. and, the, and, and the gospel is a part of the bible a part that's you it. See what I'm it's not the whole thing. It's not the Come on, please. It's 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 not. So 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 there's a part Listen. that we. Uh, that's why everybody does not fit yeah. inside the gospel the sh- genre. Exactly. Yeah. The the genre. We we present the good news, yeah. mm-hmm. but we all don't fit into genre. So, yeah. Because people look at me and say, "Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. you 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 that's you're not gospel." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, that's where they put me. Yeah. You know, you're not gospel, man. Not yeah. this. This is not gospel music. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm talking about God all through it. Yeah. You know, I'm giving the good news, but but my spin on it. I I got a song, a gospel song called Pimp Hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that says, I know that you're a pimp and want to pimp hard, but in your pimping, you can't pimp God. Come and on, sir. And, 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 and it's just a song to pimps. <laughs> well, who sings to, to pimps? pimps. <laughs> However, <laughs> there is a preacher that God told exactly. to marry a, yeah, prostitute. a prostitute. So he wasn't a pimp, but mm-hmm. I do address the situation, and all of it is in the Word. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And so I think, I think, um, uh, expanding our minds mm-hmm. past the barriers of gospel music mm-hmm. is what we we've kind of yeah. been doing. Yeah. So let's um, talk a little bit about not necessarily the industry currently, but just artists today that are coming up and things of that nature. What do you each believe would be the keys to being a successful artist, a successful gospel inspirational artist? Mm. I think breaking the mold and not looking at those who are established or have come before you, as in you have to duplicate that. I think if we can get these these up-and-coming artists to be real, authentic, and truthful, like Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear another song about holy, holy, holy. Mm -hmm. We got enough, right? We got enough of those. But if you can say, you know what, I don't want just a five-piece band, but, man, I feel like a... A xylophone should go here, or or this can go there. Or let's get that pop effect, or let's get that electronic, or mm-hmm. like, just like evolving and saying, okay, I respect who came before me, but now let me go and put my twist or my spin on it. Yeah. And I think if we can get that next generation to come up and say, I, I'm not trying to be like this person or that person. I'm just trying to be who God said I should be. Yeah, that's and, it. And, and I'm a, let me add to that because there's a fear that comes over you when you feel like you can't go to our award shows because mm-hmm. of your music. You're not accepted on radio because of your yeah. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to trust that God is going to take care of you That's even right. if yeah. people don't. don't yeah. right. You know, yeah. and, and uh, because I've been discouraged to say, man, everybody's telling me I'm dope mm-hmm. except the right people. <laughs> You're a legend. You know, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know and, and I, I had this, actually I had this conversation with, with my sister last week. Um, Darlene to, to say, man, yeah, everybody's telling me I'm 10 years ahead of the game, right, but yeah. that, that still means I'm irrelevant. Wow. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, I'm, 
you know, wow. whether you behind or, or forward, you not now, you know, right. and it's like, okay, well, good grief, how did prophets feel? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what? Jesus but, coming, he gonna come yeah, before yeah. I die. Like, right. <laughs> but you know what, Ken, in that conversation with you, I, I look, I think about the scripture, a city that sits on a hill cannot be hid. Yeah. And maybe we need to go to another hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. no, the what, light yeah. that is inside of us is a light to illuminate a yeah. particular darkness. Come on. Yeah. And on that hill, you can't hide me. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're trying to hide me over right. here. Mm. But I'm still shining. But I'm gonna shine over here. Yeah. So maybe we just need to find our hill. Yeah. 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 And I and I think yeah. and I think that that fearlessness or just being fearless yeah. to go to your hill. Not, that that the and award shine. shows may not recognize right. your heel yet. Yeah. That's right. But you got to go in faith mm-hmm. that yeah. God is going to recognize yeah. your heel. Your heel. And that's you why, I, you know, I'll lean on like a, a Vaughn. Okay. Hey, Vaughn, what can we do to make this new artist pop or get to that mm-hmm. heel, you know, and lean on those type of things? I, because at the end of the day, there's only so much I can do as a manager. There's only so much that person can do as an artist. Mm-hmm. Then you have to make sure you got the right people on the bus that can help you navigate to that hill. Yeah. That's exactly about. right. Like, yeah. like, I may not know. I'm like, dude, I don't know the direction how to get there. I know I got on the bus, but hey, Vaughn, how do we get to this particular hill? Mm-hmm. Right. And then lean on him and his team to come back with a plan. Yeah. Like, I pitched the idea to him and PR that just haven't been done in church. And he was like, dude, that's genius. And I was like, I was like, you know, when we look at clubs and stuff like that, like clubs, they pay for walkthroughs. People who will come mm-hmm. and people will come there because they hear they're going to certain people are going to be there. I was like, man, I was playing with this idea about the church having necessary walkthroughs. Like we bring in people who are notable and, and, and successful and we have them in our, our church and our service and people are gravitating towards that. And I think it's stuff like that. When we stop thinking inside the box. And we get outside the box and we creatively do something that's totally unheard of. That's why you get ready to manage me, see? That's that's, that's just why. You gonna manage all of us. That's just why, see? Bon, did you want to add to that before we switch um, gears? When you were talking about what makes a successful artist, um, some of my favorite artists right now are like Leandra Johnson, Corinne Hawthorne, Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan McReynolds, and Brie Babineau. I love their transparency. Right. And I believe that through their social media, they've always been very transparent. And that allows consumers and fans and believers to connect with them. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yo, you, you're going through that and you're, you're talking about it? Yeah. yeah. And I, I went through that, you know? Um, I, I remember that uh, Brie Babineau had a song and she was talking about a breakup. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Christians don't really talk about like love, sex, marriage, and, right. and relationships. And, uh, People were connecting with her worship because you could see the raw emotion mm-hmm. that she was emoting mm-hmm. in her worship. So I would say just tell artists to be transparent. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the future of gospel music, yeah. gospel and inspirational music. So where do you each see the industry heading in the next decade? Next decade? <clears throat> I feel like the... Uh, I feel like gospel music is gonna be a multi genre in itself. I think it's I think it's that we're gonna start classifying almost like how rap came out, then it was East Coast rap, then it was West Coast rap, mm-hmm. then Dirty South, and now you got uh conscious rap, now the uh, Christian hip hop, like that that rap exploded. Now you got people in Africa, everywhere 
uh, you know, Twenty One Savage. You know, from never mind. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh, shout out to Twenty One. Yeah, yeah. Shout out College Park. But but multi genre, <laughs> and I think that we're gonna be a multi genre, like a huge multi genre um, uh, platform. Also, right now the focus is t- uh, African American female. Tw- what is it? 25, no, 35 to 60, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think that that's going to change and it's going to go lower. Mm-hmm. I believe it's going to go all the way down to teens, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that there are more kids exploring mm-hmm. uh, their faith earlier yeah. because of the internet and all of that type mm-hmm. of stuff where they can you can hear a pastor's perspective and not just your own. Mm-hmm. I think that there's uh, it's getting ready to be a multi-genre type of thing just mm-hmm. like rap was. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like the, the same way just I believe that there is a uniting that's going to that's going to be refreshing to our society that's going to start with our music. Um, multi-genre, multi-faceted I think that the respect level for people's relationship with God yeah. is changing at this point. And if that's the case, then the music and the entertainment is going to change with it. And I believe that people from all genres will find gospel music a place where you get another type of experience and an experience that you won't have in any other music form. So, Oh, I'm actually really excited about the face of gospel music changing in the next 10 years. I think that now we think of, and not these artists are not bad, but we think about like CeCe Winans and Donnie McClurkin and Kurt Franklin, and all of them are wonderful and great. But I think that as we continue to look for in the next 10 years, I think that the, our face is going to change. So when you think about gospel music, you'll think about millennials that, you know, women that maybe wear a little, something a little tighter or maybe men, <laughs> <laughs> men that are wearing their, their hats and, you know, you, you, our face is changing. And that's what I'm most excited about. And I want to tap on that really quickly because I love that you said that because I feel like, you know, with Kirk Franklin and mind you, you know, obviously there are a lot of artists that clearly have preceded him that have right. been, you know, that have pushed that or this industry forward. But I think for a long, long time, Kirk has been the face. Yeah. Yeah. of the revolution Absolutely. and gospel inspirational music. Mm-hmm. But now I think there's so many faces mm-hmm. that are pushing this business forward. Right. Um, so I'm actually personally excited about that as well. So I love that you said that. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Um, for me, honestly, I, I feel like the genre as a whole is withering away. And I believe that if we don't, from a executive side, take off our fear and start throwing money into marketing and advertisement, mm. we're going to lose this genre. Mm. Mm. I think that's the only thing that keeps us stagnant is the fear of throwing in marketing like billboards and, and commercials and um, you know all that kind of stuff versus just, oh, just post and have all the other gospel artists post that your album coming out. <laughs> and I think we're marketing to the same circle of people yeah. and we don't reach anymore. Yeah. So as quiet as it kept, John, the, the gospel genre is still the lowest selling genre. And let me ask you a question, and this is not just for you, Marquise, but everyone. Would you say that that maybe is because it's not seen as a culture? That maybe it's just seen just simply as a genre? No, I think I don't. I think that's a part of it, but I think majority of it, we have the same 
old executives in seats that have right. been held for 25, mm-hmm. 30 years, years, and they're operating off of the same formula that they mm-hmm. always. Right. Like, they still playing black gospel promo to send out an email about an album coming out. Who who uses mm-hmm. black gospel That's promo? Who even reads those? But not only you know that, <laughs> but... They're all going to spam. Shout out right. to my girl, though, who did her thing. <laughs> she did revolutionize that. Bless her. She was hot. Yeah. Yes, she was. When it was hot, it was hot, hot. <laughs> so, uh, not only that, we're not a fo- gospel artist and not afforded the same platforms. You know how hard yeah. it is to book a gospel artist yeah. on The Real? Yeah. Or on GMA? Wow. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, I feel like we're at the point where we can make our own platforms. That's why I say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's true, it, too. It's like we, we, yeah. we, we, we all are entertaining, and I think we, we, we just, you, you know what? We are afraid. That's what I'm saying. If we and, can and, cast and, off and, that fear. If that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I've had a fear for years when my mom was here that I didn't want to offend her because right. she was the God police for us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew she like she she like she lived with him. Yeah. She knew no nah, the Lord ain't gonna like that now. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so <laughs> when I started to get my own relationship, I was like, well, no, nah, no, nah, mom, that's what God the Lord is telling, cool me right. <laughs> right. 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 telling me to right. do. Telling me to do We we all right over <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I um, you know, and, and I always you, you think about how radical my music has been over the years, but I've I've always felt like I was too safe. Mm-hmm. Wow, me too. And I, that's I what I feel. You got to break that safe. Yeah. Like yeah. man, that's what I mean, man, look at look what they're doing over here. And yeah. I feel like I feel like man, as a genre, it probably need to wither away because we need to mix exactly with the world, mm-hmm. and we need to stop. Because I mean, the way my mind always thinks is like, okay, Jesus spit in dirt and put it on a man's eyes. I believe outside of anything theology-wise or divinity-wise, like there was nothing powerful in the spit nor in the dirt. I believe that Jesus did that as a marketing, something that people have never seen before. It was totally outlandish, totally from the outside, looks very disrespectful, but it caused people to go and talk about it and mm. say, yo, come and see. Like we've never seen this done in church before. That's dope. Yeah. And Jesus did that. Like even Jesus had the first microphone. Like, he had all these people on the seashore. He said, let me borrow a boat. Push me out a little bit because my the water is going to carry my Boy, frequency. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's why when you walk to a pool or you walk up to a beach, it sounds like there's a lot of people yeah. because the water is carrying voice frequencies. <laughs> but you get there, it's like 10 people. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Like, Jesus always tapped into a creative side. He pushed the envelope. He did things that had never been done before. He said, I did not come to, you know, uh, do away with the law. I can't fulfill the law. He took it always a step further. And I feel like we need to do the same thing. Like, we're spending forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to record a live project and gospel, but then we only got $10,000 to market it. Mm. <laughs> right. Isn't that something? So why not spend $15,000? I always feel like your, your marketing budget should be way more than your recording budget. If you don't mm-hmm. have enough to market it, don't spend it to record it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So we got to get out of this Because everybody's going to have a good everybody record. Everybody's going to have yeah. a good record. Yeah, yeah. But if nobody knows about it, can't yeah. hear about it, like... So I think we just need to we need to dump money into marketing and not be afraid. Like, like if if a secular project has a hundred thousand dollars in marketing, why can't we have a hundred thousand dollars in marketing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have a billboard? Why can't we have you know a, a tours and all this other stuff? Like, we just got to throw money in marketing. Like, instead of just sitting back using the same formula, mm-hmm. saying when this album come out, we're gonna select a single, we're gonna go and travel to all these churches. No, why can't we go and and perform at a club? Maybe the content that we have just ain't good enough. We'll create some content that can fit in go. that particular space. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you That's go. it. That's good. <laughs> That's so good. Mm-hmm. 
So now winding down to the final few questions, what's next for each of you? What projects do each of you have in the pipeline? Um, I'm getting ready to um, release this. Uh, the second half of a project is called Power. Um, the first part was called Ghost. And um, my, like I said, my mom went um, is in heaven. She transitioned in um, 2017, October. And so the Ghost Project is, is me just going through that situation, getting in the presence of God and just really having that moment um, of just remembering mom and writing about it and also just spending a lot of time with God because I needed that strength. And so you kind of hear me in the presence of God, then you hear me talk about mom song. Then, uh, if you know me now, if you li just don't know me, you're gonna just listen to the record and be like, "Wow, it's a real chill type of record." Um, power is me saying, "Okay, um, mama's in heaven, dad is in heaven, they with Jesus. Let me get back to business." And, you know, and it starts with a very, very, very trappish beat, you know, uh, <laughs> you know and, and, and we back to, you know, it, it's back to um, kind of me getting to what I do. I think I think this year um, there's a boldness in me that I have that I've never had um, that I want to say things that I've never said, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like, you know, my mama's saying, go ahead and say it, you know, um, mm -hmm. um, my, my mom had this. um it's Cadillac, CRV, red, you know. And um, when I took it back to the to the dealership to say, man, you know, my mom has transitioned. We don't want the car. Uh, my my air condition broke this week, and they gave me a white 2019 CRV to hold for two days. And I was like, man, I hear you, mom. <laughs> Let me go ahead and go. Let me push. Aww. It's time. And so uh, that's the car I'm in right now, you know. And it's like it's like it's just her saying, "I'm with you. Um, it's time for you to take your real place." Because the stuff that's that great. I stuff that I said compares no 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 no. There's no comparison to what I have to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You'll be like, "Okay, that's good. He's lost it." No, I just had to say it. Um, but but I was afraid. I was I was afraid, and I was respectfully afraid. But how many people are dying because I'm trying to respect my mom and dad? Mm. Mm. And so now that's what power is about. It's real in your face. Um, and we have a lot of stuff to say. Mm. Uh, probably not meant for gospel radio, darling. <laughs> hey. But, uh, amen. <laughs> Put it out there. Darling, uh, 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 Stone, he'll play it, though. Yeah, you know we yeah, got you over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I'm working on a concept called Jesus Was Eclectic. Ooh, and wow. and the concept will birth EPs. Um, I feel like I have been pent up for a long time just doing radio and not not tapping into my artistry and bringing it out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm finishing up the first EP, which is dedicated to decades, where you'll hear sounds from the 70s, 80s, 90s. You've heard the one from the 90s. I released it last mm -hmm. year. It's called Even Me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but from the 2000s and up until the current times, but each song on this particular EP for decades has a narrative of an encounter with Christ. Mm. Wow. Um, I have a song, you know, with Blind Bartimaeus mm -hmm. that says, take up your bed and walk, wow. you know. And, um, but it is, it's very current. It's very EP, EPM. Uh, is it uh, e is, is EDM. EDM. 
Mm. I was, I'm thinking about EPMD. <laughs> but it's very EDM. Um, and, and it's, um, and it's a, just another sound. I have one that is a complete chill record. Dallas Austin and I are working on that one. And um, we're going to have some dance tracks that probably won't hit America. Probably only over in, in Europe <laughs> where he's been. <laughs> but, um, but just the sound of freedom on some of them, and then some just simple conversations with God that other people are scared to, to talk to God about, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm going to go through several different types of creative EPs. Decades is the first. But Jesus was eclectic is the concept. Cool. That's dope. Oh, me. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm also, like, Canton stepping out and being bold. Um, I made it a mission this year that I wasn't going to be afraid to be myself. And I also wasn't going to allow people to bully me in the gospel music industry. Wow. Know, Nor right. wow. was I going to make it acceptable for people to not walk integrity and still claim high position. Yeah. Mm. So we have yeah. a lot of people, you know, you discover who people really are yeah. by looking at their social media, yeah. mm. looking at their likes, yeah. mm-hmm. looking at who they follow yeah. and what yeah. they post about. That's in your heart. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair or acceptable to allow these people to have those platforms and make these decisions, but they don't walk in integrity. So I made a decision this year that I'm going to be bold, I'm going to live right, and I'm going to speak out and be unapologetic about changing the game in the executive world. So wherever I go, that's my mission. (laughs) I also made it a mission this year to branch out, not just work on black gospel. That's easy. So I'm working with like Danny Gokey and Mm -hmm. Torin Wells, and I'm the only black person in the the CCM world. (laughs) I walked into a radio room and I was like, oh, what is this? (laughs) But um, I'm I'm just not being afraid to say no and and, and being the only person in the room. And that's going to make me a great publicist because now Mm -hmm. I can book you on you know, the fish, Correct. the charisma magazine, you know, I, I got That's a whole, good. a whole new world of context. I've Absolutely. never seen this. So I'm, I'm glad just, that thank you, darling. Thank I you. I'm so glad. That so you're I'm just, that. you know, and also I went to the Grammys and I was devastated that no one would talk to the Christian artists. Wow. You didn't get any love until you got to the end of the carpet mm-hmm. and where it was Ebony magazine and that grape juice and rolling out. Deep, yeah. right? Well, hmm. I don't understand why we can't, well, why won't BET talk to us? Why right. won't Hip Hop DX? Why won't right. Us Weekly? You know, some probably your people are reading and listening to our music. So yeah. I want to change that world. Hmm. So I'm just, I'm just honestly just living, and I'm just happy, and I'm just gonna just continue to uh, not be afraid and to step out in the newness this year. Yeah. yeah, and I can even speak to like Vaughn, you know, him working on projects with me as a PR. Like being in this industry, you have people who will have a contract with you take your money and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Mm. But Vaughn did something and it literally shocked me because I was so used to people taking advantage of us. And there was a month that it was just a slow month and Vaughn was like, hey, last month was a slow month, don't worry about payment. And I'm like, hold on, dude. Like, that never happens. Mm. And to have that stated shows me his integrity and shows yeah, me definitely. his his, his position. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you when a person like that does something like that, you can, they're going to go far. They're going yeah, to, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're, they're creating a new trend and, mm-hmm. and I can speak to that. Yeah. yeah. You know, to see that firsthand. And overall, I love that you brought this up because I want to kind of inspire our listeners. Um, I actually, I was listening to something, um, 
some interview the other day, I think it might have been maybe Monique or someone, and she was talking about integrity, yeah. you know, and, and then, Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey. yeah, integrity. Yeah. And yep. then I read an article separate from that, and it was saying that, you know, it's not enough that you have talent. It's not enough that you're a great singer or a great producer or a great songwriter. What's makes you more impactful is your integrity. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That can take you much further right. along in your career yeah. than yeah. your talent. Yeah. So I love that you guys are you know, about I, that. I want to <laughs> so tell your listeners, having integrity means that you're going to be alone. Mm. It means yeah. that you won't have any friends. Facts. Yeah. I don't get invited to the parties. I'm Me? You know, I don't have it. I'm not in the... Too real for you. This sounds so trivial, but this is something that's really bothered me all week. All of there's a lot of industry executives that are doing the album challenge on Facebook. Mm-hmm. No one's tagged me in the album challenge. Okay, and someone said, just tagged me, and I and I I did not participate in that. I but know. I realized I that I'm about set apart. Tag you. Like, Please tag me. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. Be, but I, so I, I realized what that is because I, I haven't even heard about it. So that. the album challenge is, I guess, where you just post an album that's impacted your life. No response or explanation needed. Gotcha. But a lot of executives are doing it. But I realized that I'm alone. Yeah, and that nobody tagged me because they don't have, <laughs> they really don't have a relationship with me. Facts, mm. you yeah, know. But I realized that I am set apart and I'm different, and I really, I'm not saying these people aren't or you know yeah. trying to live right, but it's a lonely road when you're trying to do the right thing. The right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. so good. So, final question: What last piece of advice do each of you have for listeners aspiring to be in your position, whether it's being a pastor run. or a recording artist or a publicist <laughs> or on air talent, all of your positions, what final wow. advice do you have? Go. Go My on. final <laughs> advice is don't do anything unless you know it's what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. It's, wow. You need to, you really need to take some time, figure out your purpose because just as I think Marquise, you said earlier, just because you can sing does not mean mm-hmm. that you need to be here. Yes, yep. Just because you have an ability to articulate doesn't mean you need to be on the radio. Yeah. It You need to really find out who God has called you to be. Because here's the scary thing. The scripture says that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Mm-hmm. But there is a possibility of him telling you, depart from me, I never knew you. How about right. that? That's huh. because people will lose so their true. identity in the process. somewhere in the process yeah. between what people have said that they ought to be mm. and and who God said that you actually Word. are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, you know, I, I used to smack the hands of the teachers that tell my, my kids, you can be anything you want to be. No, they can't. They right. can only be who they are. Mm-hmm. So let's figure out who you are. Who are you? What's yeah. your purpose? What are you supposed to be doing? And, and if God affirms, that's so good. go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If he doesn't, sit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, My cousin used to say, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. That's yeah. So yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Just yeah. sit there. Yeah. He's yeah. going to tell you when you're ready. Right. Yeah. You'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I always tell young people, do your research. Study the people that came before you. Study your craft. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be in PR, if you want to be an artist, study the artists that came before you. Mm-hmm. Read the autobiographies of those executives that came before you. Yeah. And also tell artists, um, and this is my final piece of advice, that this is gospel music. And I truly believe this, that at the end of the day, God will breathe on a song. Yeah. And yes, you can try for years and years. True. And do you guys remember there was a, like three or four years back to back where Marvin Sapp just kept winning? Yeah. Over and over yes. and over. Yeah. I mean, you could not turn on the radio and not hear Marvin Sapp. Yeah. And I was like, man, 
mm-hmm. what is going on? But I realized that this is just God just breathing it's over time. this man's yeah. life. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, d- don't give up. Don't give in. Yeah. You know, keep putting out those records. And finally, when, when it's your season, when it's your time, God is going to just open doors that you've never seen before. Yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> that's kind of kind of what I was saying. Just, you know, keep going. Yeah. Uh, keep 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 going keep pushing keep recording um keep serving um <clears throat> a lot of times people want to go all across the world but not willing to go across the street mm. to minister to a mm. small group of yep. people there's always ministry needed uh do yours need lights do yours mm. need the cameras yeah. do yours need all of this hoopla or are you oh, really a servant mm-hmm. you know um david before he was called to be king was serving uh, w- with the sheep, yep. while everybody else yep. was was in front in of the, the man house, of God. Yep. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Right. And so, uh, w- w- the little things that you do will eventually be brought to light. God yeah. is going to bring them for in the forefront. Yeah. But are you consistently doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times <clears throat> the, the more popular gospel artists are people that were church musicians for years right. and served. Some of them didn't get paid a dime. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, and, and so uh, are you willing to serve? Are you willing right. to spend your own money? You know, are you willing to go, you know, no class instead of first class? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, uh, and so if you're willing to do those things and then understand that there are seasons where <clears throat> you might be hot and yeah. seasons yeah. where you're not, not, not. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you don't want to be hot, right? right. I, mean, I want to go sit down somewhere yeah. and chill, um, you know. And so, uh, there, you know, throughout your life, can you still give God your heart, yeah. you know, with a new new this and a yeah. new that, new marriage, new, mm-hmm. new, new baby, new job, new mm-hmm. whatever? Can yeah. you, you know, yeah. if you're not full-time, can you work and still serve God? You know, you yeah. got to really, really make a decision that when I start, I won't stop. Right. And, that, yeah. and that's really the thing, because if you, because a lot of people change up, not necessarily because uh, the music is not good, it's because they're not getting what they think success is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. know. And, and if if you Just are changing stop. the yeah, lives of the people in your community, yeah, come on, then maybe that's what God wants you to do. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's be not satisfied for you to be that. on radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah. But you got to know for one Once that God, I'll do this thing for you. Regardless of what people give me, regardless yeah. of accolades, I'm gonna keep going and I won't stop. And, and so for me, what I would say is check your motive. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. why you are in that hidden season, why you're not known, why you're trying to work your way up the mountain and climb. Like, check your motive. Check your motive. Check your motive. Like, why are you doing this? Why do you want the platform? Why do you want this uh, position? Why do you want to be known? Why do you want to be out there? And if you check your motive. It's going to cause you to check your character and whatever you need to fix on the ground level, fix it. Because when you get mm-hmm. the p- stage or you get the platform, it's only going to highlight who you are at the core. Mm-hmm. Um, we were taping for this new show we're working on and uh, Bishop Jakes made a statement that literally just sent a boomerang around the room. And he says, you cannot desire more light and not get more heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With more light comes more heat. So if you can't handle it on this level, you'll never be able to handle it on On the the big level. That just ministered to me again. I got chills. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Wow. 
well, Darlene, Marquise, Vaughn, and Canton, thanks for joining us today. Great to have you with us. Thanks Thank for you having for having us. us. Can I say this to you? Yeah. You got a really good group of people right here, so I know. Yeah. to you. <laughs> Thank you. Kudos to you. And we are proud of the woman that you are yeah. growing into. Exactly. And, and just the so doors that you're you. opening for people who... Probably yeah. would never had a platform or have an opportunity to e- express themselves. And right. I just appreciate you that you treat everyone as if they are someone. Yeah. Exactly. Oh right. my gosh, yeah. I love that you said yeah. that because <laughs> <laughs> I just had a conversation. Actually, I have this conversation very often when I'm meeting with artists, and like a lot of artists will come in the office and say, "Hey, thank you so much mm-hmm. for meeting with me. I really appreciate it." And they're so jaded. And I'm yeah. like, "Well, I'm here to serve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like without." customers you don't have a business Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they are the fabric of what we do you know so i'm so humbled to sit down with people and to build with them and honestly for me personally everyone is a priority Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's no artist higher than another artist in my mind everyone is a priority yeah keep that heart yeah Keep that yeah. hard. Yeah. That, that being said, let me go ahead and shame this plug. Ramona Jones. That, that's my wife. <laughs> Ramona Estelle, we've been working on her project for a long time. Yeah, and she's finally getting ready to do her thing. She's managed Woo-hoo. me for years, and now she's yes. getting ready. Because yes. Marquise is getting ready to manage me now. Yes. But I'm so proud of her, man. Her music yeah. sounds phenomenal. She supported me, and uh, she loves you. Yeah, you know, I love y'all, all of so, y'all. <laughs> so thank, you, thank you for this platform. This Absolutely. is good. Yeah. We've been t- with TuneCore ten years now. Yeah, wow. that's so yeah. dope. That's dope. Come yeah. on, ten years. It's been ten years. That's crazy. Two thousand nine. Wow. Wow. My first record with TuneCore was um, Kingdom Business Two. Kingdom wow. Business. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, Yay. that's awesome. Well, oh, thank you guys again. Right, <laughs> yeah. I'm so inspired. Yeah. There's so much more I want to say, but we're gonna have to shut these mics off. Yeah. You know, we gotta let these people go. So on that note, <laughs> to our listeners, that's a wrap. Please don't forget to subscribe to Music Made Me, rate us on iTunes, and follow us on social media at TuneCore. Thanks for listening to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. The opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individuals talking and don't necessarily reflect the opinions of TuneCore. Check out TuneCore.com to help you distribute your music, register your original songs worldwide, and more. Connect with us on all social channels at TuneCore. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. 